0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Citizen Canine Dog Training and agility and I am Brandy Egeman. Um, so I don't know about you guys but goodness gosh, it has been a busy crazy hectic week um, with all of the rain and everything else and um, just stuff I've had going on this week and we had a search going on this week and um, just you know trying to get stuff done on a normal basis. So throughout the week, there's been a lot of subjects that have come up and I was like, oh, I want to talk about this this week and I want to talk about this this week. So I finally came down to one thing that I talk to people a lot about and that is dog behavior. So 90% of people don't understand dog behavior. Um, A lot of people tend to anthropomorphize Um, dogs, and that is they're treating pets like humans. And they're attributing human motivation or characteristics or behaviors to animals. And the thing is, is that dogs have their own complex and very unique um, language and being able to communicate with each other. Um, dogs can't, you know, walk up and go, Hey dude, I don't like, uh, you doing this to me, leave me alone. So what they do is they pair, they play a very sophisticated game of charades that has to do with body movements and it can be a whole lot of things. um, there's stuff to do with the eyes, the mouth, the ears, the tail, the body posture itself, um, even the way the dog um, is panting or not panting or holding its mouth. There's, there's lots of things. Um, and all of this plays into dog training and how dogs listen and how dogs behave and how there's lots of things that people do, which ends up precipitating how the dog behaves and some of that that goes on. So some of this is very hard to, um, you know, when you're working with dogs and you're explaining things to people, a lot of this is, you know, explaining to people how um, the things that they're seeing or not seeing is how the dog is communicating with them. And that's a huge part of training, um, because you, you, you have to speak the language. So how to do that? Um, I'm going to kind of go into a few examples of things and how dogs kind of, um, manipulate that behavior around. But one is, you know, I get people who call me who go, um, uh, I know one that pops into my head recently from this week um, phone conversations and and different things was um, I had a woman that said that you know her her dog was wagging its tail as it's barking aggressively towards this other dog and she's like but it was wagging its tail and I don't quite know why, why people think that, you know, a wagging tail means the dog's not going to attack. Um, I, I teach a body behavior class for people, just for people. And in that class, I show people dogs that are wagging their tail before they attack, um, you know, another dog or, you know, just that behavior that's, that's going through there. And, (laughs) I'm not quite sure why that specific um, behavior is is associated with something good because it can mean a lot of different things um, based on that tail position and and different stuff. But you know there's there's things that, you know, I have people call me and they'll say, um, my dog just um, bit out of the blue. Um, there was no warning sign there is always warning sign. That's the first thing I always tell people. There was a warning sign. The dog was communicating and people are oblivious to what the dogs are saying. And the way that I explain dog behavior to people is, um, I, I'm going to pluck you up and I'm going to take you and I'm going to drop you in a country where you speak none of the language and nobody speaks English. And, the first thing that I want you to ask them is I want you to ask them where a bathroom is. And I want you to see how many wrong answers you get before you actually get the right answer. Um, it's kind of like learning, you're learning a foreign language. Um, dogs communicate in a whole different way than people. And as much as we would like to think that dogs um, you know, think like us, and and you know have the same kind of uh, things that we do. They don't. Um, a lot of it is a very sophisticated game of charades, and so you know, you go over into, like I said, this foreign country, and you don't speak any English. Um, it's very difficult, and that's exactly what people do when they're dealing with their dogs. Um, they're trying to speak dog behavior or dog language and the dog is trying to speak people and there ends up being this roadblock of understanding. And we as people, what we do is we go, oh, you dumb dog, you don't get it. Or they say, oh, my dog is stubborn or, you know, my dog just doesn't want to do it. It's none of those things. A lot of times, what it is is that the dog hasn't been shown exactly what they are required to do. So there's, you know, connecting the dots, as I like to say. You know, the more dots you connect, the better that the picture starts to look, and then you have a better better idea of the picture. So it's the same thing in dog training. The more you connect those dots, the better the dog starts to understand the picture. But if you go from the first dot to the last dot, then the dog doesn't get it. So what ends up happening is they throw out a lot of um, behavior and they see what sticks, what works, what doesn't work. So you get this where you'll get a negative behavior or negative reinforcement, or you'll get a positive reinforcement or a positive behavior. And that comes in for stuff like, um, for example, um, a a negative behavior is like a dog. And we're going to talk about a dog that's very under socialized, um, very scared of people And all it takes is what we call one event learning. And with one event learning, what happens is the dog only has to have it happen one time and it sticks with that dog in their mind. So you have somebody who comes up and you have a dog that, you know, probably not well socialized and you reach out, somebody reaches out to pet the dog and the dog kind of backs up and kind of gets a funny look on its face. kind of warning. Um, and it's more fear than it is anything because the dog is under socialized and you've got somebody that's, you know, coming up and going at them the wrong way. And the dog is like, uh, I don't want you petting me and I'm scared of you. In that instance, what ends up happening is the person may back up and go, oh, Well, the second that that action happens, it registers and the dog files that away in their card catalog and they go, I just found a way to make people back off me and leave me alone. So this can go over a period of months or weeks. Well, what ends up happening is this dog now, you know, somebody comes up and behavior always escalates. Always, always, always. So... The somebody comes up and it goes to pet the dog and, you know, the dog kind of shies away and somebody reaches down and pets him anyway, or, you know, the dog gets, you know, mobbed by a bunch of kids or something like that. And it, it just increases the dog's fear. Um, and some of this is well-intended um, in the whole aspect of, I'm trying to socialize my dog, but there's a good way and a bad way to socialize. And and, and sometimes that bad way ends up creating more issues. So you get this and pretty soon the dog goes, okay, well, I figured out this behavior and I can make people back off. So the dog starts, you know, backing off and giving this look. And of course, what happens It's very effective. People don't reach down and touch it. So, fast forward weeks, months, what ends up happening is the dog gets really confident in this behavior and then decides, you know what? I don't even want you reaching towards me. I don't even want you that close. I'm not even comfortable with you that close. And this can apply to people, it can apply to dogs, it can apply to anything that that dog does not want near them. So, they come up and The dog shows its teeth. Well, what ends up happening? The dog shows his teeth, the person backs off, and the owner goes, Oh, what was that? and tightens up on that leash. So there were several things there that contributed to the reinforcement of this dog's behavior. And I'm going to kind of break down each one. One, The person backing off as soon as you know this dog shows teeth. And I'm not saying, you know, rush towards every dog that shows their teeth, but again, this there's ways to do things that, and you know, when a dog gets that point, the showing of teeth is a warning system. Um, and a lot of people, a dog growling is also a warning system, and you'll get people who correct the growl. And what ends up happening is They are correcting the dog's warning system. The dog is warning that if you don't stop X, Y, and Z behavior, I'm going to escalate my behavior. Again, there's all these steps that lead up to this point, and this dog has been ignored. So, you know, you fast forward, you know, the dog gets really confident and showing its teeth. Well, again, you know, this reinforcement behavior... What ends up happening is the next time, you know, all of a sudden now this owner has a dog that's lunging in on the leash. Now, if you remember right, I said about the leash being tight. There are, um, a lot of different ways to use a leash. Um, and most people do not use a leash correctly. Um, when you use a leash there, as I show people in class all the time, the way people use leash. And when I show it to them, they're like, oh. Why didn't I think of that? Um, But it's the way that you're using the leash. It's much like you're driving your car. If you're driving your car and you turn the wheel to the left, what happens? Your car is going to go to the left. Remember back when you were first driving, how hard it was. It's the same thing with working a leash. So we're going to go back to this dog. You, as, as an owner, the owner starts pulling up on the leash, or maybe they've been pulling on the leash the entire time. Well, what ends up happening is one, anybody who's walking with a tight leash, um, they are trying to control a situation. The problem with that comes in and as people, that's a human nature. We're trying to control something. Um, the problem with that comes in that without letting the dog make choices, you end up taking that away. So then when the dog is off leash, the dog makes its own choices. And that's a topic for another day. But in this instance, what ends up happening is the transference. So the owner pulls up on the leash tighter because the dog is growling and the owner goes, oh my gosh, my dog is aggressive. Well, it's the same thing as going, oh my gosh, um, I want some sugar or oh my gosh, uh, candy or oh my gosh, chocolate. So what ends up happening is the dog interprets it totally differently. The dog interprets it that this person also makes them uncomfortable, not understanding that it's the dog's behavior that is doing that. That is a human mindset and human way of thinking. So what ends up happening is now that escalates because now the dog goes, okay, I have to step in cause and protect or make this go away because my owner's also worried about this. And the owner goes, oh, my dog's going to bite somebody or hurt somebody. And so you end up in this wheel of frustration where this is not being communicated to the dog, what is causing the issue. And then depending on how that is handled, depends on how the dog handles the correction. So if There is um, e-callers and other things that are involved in this. What ends up happening is basically you end up with a dog who is um, suppressing behavior um, because you're not changing behavior. You're just suppressing it. You're not changing it. You've done nothing to change it. You haven't shown the dog a different way to do it. All you've done is stopped it temporarily. Okay? So again, this is a learning system and dogs get very smart. So they end up getting collar smart, but there are things, you know, prior to this, which could have been fixed and should have been fixed and should have been addressed. And I always find out about it, you know, down the road. Um, or there were things that I know that the owner probably didn't see that, you know, is, was very relevant. Um, because it's, it's stuff that I talk about my body behavior classes, So anyway, now you've got this person calling in there, oh, my dog is aggressive, he's horrible, da-da-da-da. And what it is, is that you've got an under-socialized dog that has been very effective at keeping people away, which has become a, what we call a negative reward system. So a lot of this goes down to, again, communication with the dog and the leash and and things and this can this is applied to anything um it's it's just so broad i'm just giving you like some basic examples of this um another one is you know people get puppies or or dogs and they jump on them well when they jump up um people reach out and touch them to push them off and again this is a negative reward situation it's rewarding cuz you're still touching them you're still doing it Um, there's, you know, people out there that say to turn your back and, and different things. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, even if you turn the back, you're giving the dog some kind of reinforcement there. Um, it's not a behavior that's going to stop it. And I will argue with anybody any day of the week, um, in regards to dog behavior, because even with your like totally positive trainers of, oh my gosh, you never correct the dog, I will argue you put two dogs together and let one dog disagree with the other dog. How does that dog correct it and tra- and communicate that it is not like what the other dog is doing? What is it going to do? There's going to be behavior that that dog sends the other dog of leave me alone. I'm done. I don't want to interact with you. And they try to cut them off. If that dog is persistent, then the dog's going to go to a more direct route, which is they're going to bring that eye stare around. They're going to look at them. They may show their teeth. They may give them a little growl. Again, if that's ignored, the next step is that dog is going to bite. Okay. That's a warning system. That is a correction. That's how dogs correct. Watch how a mother interacts with puppies. Um, Watch how two dogs interact. Um, I can bring up all kinds of stuff. Never does another dog walk up and say, "I I don't like what you're doing, so please stop doing that." And just everything is positive, positive, positive. If that was the case, we wouldn't have dogs that have dog fights. We wouldn't have dogs that bite. We wouldn't have dogs with aggression. You know, we wouldn't have these issues. But again, this goes back to dog behavior and understanding dog behavior and how dogs communicate. And this is just, it's such a broad subject. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. But it also comes down to how the two-legged end of the leash communicates with the four-legged end of the leash. So when you get these preconceived notions of, okay, my dog is stupid, or my dog doesn't understand this, my dog do this. The dog is probably communicating in several instances of, I don't understand, I don't get this. Or one of the things that's very common is people, and I show people this in class all the time, um, you'll get a dog that, you know, they say sit, and the person says, sit, 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 thinking that the dog does not hear them. And that is the equivalent of if the dog is trying to figure it out and you don't give the dog time to figure it out. And again, teaching the dog to do it on the first command, what ends up happening is it's kind of like somebody sitting on your shoulder or sitting, you know, right over your shoulder going, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you ready to go? Are you done yet? And you end up building that frustration and you're going to snap. So that's where a lot of times the dog ends up going, oh. I don't get it. I don't understand because I don't understand the language that you're trying to tell me. And so they'll throw another behavior. Depending on that behavior that they throw, whether it be positive or negative, if it gets them what they want, which is either A, a release from the stress of what the owner's trying to do, or B, it manipulates into another behavior that a that, that gets what they want or doesn't get what they want. Then that's what the dog continues doing because it got them either A or B. Um, they don't have that, you know, well, my dog is, my dog knows. No, they don't know. They're judging. Again, it's like you doing sign language and um, a very complex game of charades. And there's verbal stuff with no actual words and movement. Okay, so a lot of this plays into how dogs learn. And then, you know, I have people come in and they think, oh gosh, it's just my dog needs to be fixed, and they kind of like want their dog like a it's like a car, and they go, you know, fix my dog, and and I explain that it's more than just the dog. Um, the people need to work on this too. And people are like, well, I'll work on that. But I, my dog needs fixed. The dog doesn't need fixed. The dog needs a, an interpreter and communication, which is what I am. I interpret and I communicate. And what I try to do is work with, and i I honest, dogs are so much easier than people because everybody kind of has their own like preconceived notion on how things are supposed to be and you know what their expectations are and what brings that about is you know it's kind of like uh, the way that I always explain it to people it's kind of like me walking into your job and saying i'm going to take over your job for today and i'm going to do it i have no idea what you're doing um i have no idea how to do your job and i'm going to totally screw it up but somehow people think because it's a dog and dogs are involved that they can, they can do that. They can come in and it's just the dog that needs fixed um, or you know, the dog needs to be addressed, but they don't have to change anything, which that's not true. There's a lot of things that people need to change and work with. So, again, dog behavior plays a huge part in dog training. And so that's why I spend a lot of time explaining to people about, you know, reward and corrections and reading their dog. And, you know, do you see this? The, yeah, my dog closed his mouth. That's very significant. That means a lot, especially if you have an aggressive dog um, or a dog that's unconfident or a dog that's stressing. Um, A dog never just, um, stops and, and yawns during the day. Um, that's a stress and they are trying to calm themselves down. Um, a wet dog shake, depending on the circumstance that it's in, that again is a calming behavior of some sort. Um, dogs do this lip licking and, you know, eye shifting. And again, all of this plays into different things. Um, and so it's the dog's very complex system of communicating, which people don't understand, but they want the dog to speak English, um, and understand. The other side of that is a lot of times when people are working with their dog, um, and they're trying to communicate with the dog, what ends up happening is they, um, it's like giving directions to their dog and the way that most people give directions, they give a direction like, um, I want you to go out here and if I'm giving directions, you know, down to the Walmart, you know, go down the street, make a left, go down to the stop sign, take a right, go down to the next street, make a left, you know, so you give very direct directions. But most of the time when people are given directions to their dog, the directions are kind of like... Um, well, you you go out here and you like turn and then like you go down and you like turn again and like you go down. So the directions are very, very different and very unclear, but yet people expect their dogs to pick it up, but you're not giving clear direction to the dog. So, and the dog communicates that by you know a lot of the behavior that this dog is doing, um, you know, sniffing and and different things that they do. And people go, oh, they're stupid. They don't listen. They're doing this or they're doing that. But what in reality, what the dog is communicating is that they don't understand. Um, they don't understand what's going on, or they're under. They're communicating that they're uncomfortable. They're communicating that they're afraid of something. Um, they're communicating that you know. Um, I don't like this or I don't like that. Uh, so a lot of this with dog training is understanding how to speak dog. So, um, we'll talk about this a lot in like future, um, podcasts and stuff. Um, but I think I want to try to next week have, um, Uh, somebody who had a bad experience with a trainer and I'm going to have them on and we're going to talk about like trainer stuff, um, how to pick out a good trainer, what to look for and some other things along that line, just because, um, this industry is very unregulated. So somebody could wake up tomorrow and if they can make a dog sit or make a dog down they have no clue as to how to communicate with a dog but because they can make a dog sit and they can make a dog down they can be a dog trainer um and this is where unfortunately a lot of the e-collar um work is starting to come in and is starting to get really um prevalent because most of these guys do not understand how to manipulate behavior. Most of them do not realize how to, um, you know, get a dog to do things without, you know, shock or vibration. Um, and then, you know, I see the ads out there on, um, you know, oh, it's the shock collar is like a seatbelt in your car. "Mm, No, it's not. And I can say that because, I have search dogs. Um, My dogs go into places that most people's dogs can't go um, or never go or never exposed to. um, Situations of high stress, lots of things going on. And sometimes those situations, my dog can't even wear a collar in. So my dog has to listen. And it is about behavior manipulation. Dogs do things because there is something behind it. So if you start suppressing a behavior because you're not understanding what the dog is doing, the dog is going to revert to the behavior as soon as that suppression is out of, um, the way. I hope that kind of makes sense to everybody. Um, but that's why dog behavior is so important to understand. Um, and once you get, I, I have people all the time, I show them, you know, uh, manipulating their dog around and, the dog and I start talking. Um, and for lack of a better description, we start having a conversation. As soon as we start having a conversation, the dog goes, "Ah, oh, I get it. This is what you wanted. I understand. Boom. Um, and I can do this with aggressive dogs. I've done it with, you know, the crazy out of control dogs, but it's, you know, every dog is different. Every dog learns differently. Um, different breeds do different things and there's different aspects to it. There's tons and tons and tons of stuff that's related to like dog behavior. Um, so we'll kind of talk about that in like future ones and we'll kind of, as we touch on some of the different subjects and stuff, but I just wanted to get on real quick tonight and, um, put another podcast out cause I, want to keep you guys coming back and listening. And um, I look forward to um, talking with you guys, um, sending out another podcast a little bit later on this week. All right. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I look forward to hearing from you.